Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's good to have you here with me for a Monday, January 22nd, 2024. And this is edition number 26 of season nine. We're still looking at the book of Deuteronomy. We're coming closer and closer to the end of this particular season. And I'm working on plans, ideas for uh, season number uh, 10. So stay tuned. I'll announce that in due course. Today we come to Deuteronomy chapter 26. Let's pray first. Our Father in heaven, as we come before your word once again today, we come asking that you would instruct us by your spirit and that he would teach us. He wrote it. He knows the mind of the living God and that has been communicated to us. And we pray that we would understand that which has been written down for our good for our instruction to guide and lead us in, in, in our Christian life. We pray, Father, that we would um, be forgiven for the many ways in which we transgress your laws and ask that you would indeed help us, cause us to watch and pray, lest we too enter into temptation. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Deuteronomy 26 uh, deals with a, a section, uh, a, a matter uh, that has been somewhat controversial, I think, in the church. There are some in the church today, in the modern church, that think that there's absolutely no biblical warrant for the giving of tithes and offerings uh, into the church. Now, this dovetails very nicely on what I mentioned yesterday, in, or I'm sorry, in the Friday edition of the Morning Devotional, when we talked about do, uh, the matters related to Deuteronomy 25 and verse 4. And the application of it, of course, was then taken by the Apostle Paul in the monetary or the physical support, whatever form that may take, uh, to those who uh, serve as ministers of the gospel, who labor for the kingdom, that, there's a, that they should expect a certain level of provision, certain level of, um, of help, that they might be able to take care of themselves as well as their families. Deuteronomy 26 deals with a more broader subject, the question of tithes and offerings, that are given to us here in the Old Testament, and it is not without precedent in the New Testament either. So I'm going to just read the first four verses, but again, the entirety of this chapter deals with this subject, and let me see if I can at least extrapolate from it some basic principles that should govern the way we give to the work of the ministry in the local church. Deuteronomy 26, beginning with verse 1, when you come into the land that the Lord your God has given you for an inheritance and have taken possession of it and live in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from your land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket, and you shall go to the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name to dwell there. And you shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord, your, that the Lord swore to, your, to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. Now, what we notice right away is that this activity takes place in the place of worship. It does take place in that, 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 that place in which God will choose to make his name dwell uh, and that is in verse 2. That's going to be Shiloh eventually as the people cross the Jordan River and they establish that place of worship. But it's important for our discussion to simply note that this is an act of worship uh, offered by the people. Now, 
they are going to bring the fruit of the ground, okay? So they're going to bring some, some um, representation of the harvest, uh, some representation of that which they have been blessed with by God. Now, unless we want to argue that this was all their own doing, that the land that they are inheriting was their doing, that the harvest that comes from the land was their doing, we recognize automatically that the land itself is a blessing of God given to the people, as well as the harvest that is given to the people, again, a blessing from the Lord. Now, when we apply that into our, uh, our modern world, uh, the principle itself is unchanged. Uh, we have been given a church, we have been given a location by which we worship. Certainly it's not at the tabernacle any longer due to the work of Christ that, is, of course, has all been set aside. But we do gather as God's people publicly on the Lord's Day to worship, as it were, at His altar. Now, I recognize there's no altar, so don't write me and start criticizing. I'm just using a word picture here that represents the very presence of the Most High God Himself. When we gather and worship, that's exactly what we're doing. We're gathering into the very presence of God. We're called into His presence by a minister of the gospel that we might worship Him. So that's first and foremost. That is a gift that is given to us. We've been called out of the world, and we've been called that we might worship Him as one people uh, publicly on the Lord's Day. Second, all of the benefits that we've experienced in this life, again, are not our own doing. They're not your doing. They're not my doing. Uh, the sermons I preach are given to me by the Lord as I work in labor faithfully in the study. I can't take credit for it. God has given me a mind by which I can understand the scriptures. He's given me eyes that I can see the words on the page. He has given me ears to listen and hear. There's a host of things that are going on that I have nothing to do with. God has simply been kind to grant me those gifts. And just in the same way, God has been kind to grant you certain gifts that you might perform your labor, whatever it may be. Maybe you work in childcare, and, and so you have a number of, of, of Christian virtues and gifts that the Lord has given you to, to work in that, in type, that type of environment. Perhaps you're a mechanic, and so you've been gifted um, certain uh, skills to work on machinery and, and do certain, perform certain tasks that many other people just are not able to do. Whatever it is that you are doing, whatever calling the Lord has placed upon you, that is a gift of the Lord that you might earn your daily bread. That is to say that you might earn all of the things that you do need. And so both of these things come from the Lord. Just like in the days of old in Deuteronomy 26, just as in today, all of them come from the Lord. And why would it then be unreasonable for someone to say that we ought to give back to the Lord some expression of that blessing that he might use it however he sees fit to advance the very kingdom of, uh, of uh, the God of heaven, to advance his own kingdom. These people that think that, well, we, you know, that w there's no reason to give to the church, and you know, if the church this and the church that, so they wouldn't need their money, they wouldn't need the things that we get. It's just, that's a fool's paradise, frankly. Um, Yes, it is true that in, in, in the first century, churches gathered in homes, and the church was smaller. It was able to do that, but we have grown beyond those capabilities, and so we have a location by which we gather. We call it a building. 
Um, just like your doctor has a building that you go to, hospitals have a building, uh, the stores you go to have buildings. It's a central location. It's a, it accommodates the, the great number of people. And those buildings have needs. They have electric bills to pay. They have water bills to pay. They have a host of other bills to pay. And how, are th- how is that to be done? Well, it, it's, God doesn't just drop money in our mailbox every single week. No, it's, it, it's done through the work of the Spirit of God and the hearts of God's people that they might give back to the Lord a portion of the blessing that He has given to them. It's a way of acknowledging in worship that this all belongs to the Lord to begin with. My abilities, they come from the Lord. The fact that I have these good things in this world, that comes from the Lord. The fact that I have a place in a church that I can go to and worship the God of heaven, again, that comes from the Lord. And so we give back to the Lord that which already belongs to Him anyway, acknowledging as we give that this is His to begin with and it comes from His hand. Much in the same way, God calls the people in Deuteronomy 26 to give from the very land that he gave to them, from the very um, results of their labor, but results that he brought from the land that they might be blessed as a people. So this idea that there's no such thing as tithes and offerings in the New Testament is completely without warrant. Um, We do have examples of such, the, the gift for the Jerusalem church. I recognize it was a gift, but be that as it may, and there was a certain collection taken up for the needs of the saints in the New Testament. And those are different things, of course, but again, we give back to the Lord because of his rich blessings that he has given to us. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Tuesday edition, when we consider uh, Deuteronomy chapter 27, may the Lord help you today. May you walk according to his ways. God bless.